0: Thank you. Friday and this is Main Street Sports today presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is the final show of 2023. Mo. Can't hold anything back. Now. Can't hold
1: anything back. Exactly. I was just sitting here thinking that. Yeah, that's um
0: yeah. It's it's gonna be a wild and crazy as, show. as if we ever do. Uh, yeah, as, as if we've ever held anything back. No, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun, man. We 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 have had such a fantastic year and It has closed on the highest of high notes. Uh, 92,000 plus of you have watched this show this month, and we cannot even remotely begin to tell you how much we appreciate
1: it. No, no. There's nothing we could say that could adequately express our gratitude for you guys inviting us into your car, you know, watching us on demand, wherever it is you're watching us, however it is you're watching or listening to us. We appreciate it and um, hope that in 24, we continue to give you reason to do so.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun today as we finish out 2023 really strong. We've got Christopher Gabriel who's going to join us in just a few moments, we'll talk about the Citrus Bowl and Iowa, Tennessee, Nico Yamalieva, and all of the things that go along with that, as well as Scott Ramsey, scheduled to join us in the second hour to talk about the Music City Bowl. He's a little busy. He's got things going on. Uh, and for him to even think he could take 10 or 15 minutes for us just, you know, is humbling and exciting. Yeah. So looking forward to talking with him as Auburn and Maryland get set to take on one another in the Music City Bowl tomorrow. And they're doing something
1: pretty neat that we'll talk more about with Scott.
0: All right. Looking forward to that. We'll also talk about um, college football playoffs. Well, we've got picks. There are only 10 games, by the way. So 10 games to pick, but that includes every New Year's Day game, so that's going to be a blast. All of that is coming your way on this show, so please stick with us till 4 o'clock. You're going to want to do that. First and foremost, though, Mo, we have some housekeeping, and that includes, of course, yesterday's results as well as today's schedule, and we'll give that to you folks on the rundown.
2: This is The Rundown.
1: The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The Blue Raider voice also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee.
0: All right, girls basketball action yesterday, Rossville, Christian, 58, 37 winners over Battleground Academy. Green Hill falls to Bishop Kenny, Florida, 38-23. It was Shelbyville, 49. Brubaker Tech of Alabama, 34. Callaway County, Kentucky, 45-38 winners over Northwest. Cheatham County continues its role, 60-29 winners over Waverly. Centennial Falls to Clark Range, 60 to 17. Clarksville Academy is a 54-46 winner over Siegel. Hickman County Falls down at Richland to Columbia Academy, 47-30. Spring Valley, West Virginia, 70 to 45 winners against Creekwood. Donaldson Christian, 46. Melrose, 31. Franklin Road Academy, 55. 27 winners over North Royalton, Ohio. Greenbrier 60, Christian Community 20, Cookville 53, Harpeth Hall 43, Hendersonville 54-27 winners over White House Heritage, and Houston down Kenwood 46-30. to 30. It was Kirkwood falling to McEwen 56-37, Pickett County 83-50 winners over Liberty Creek, Loretto downs Marion County of Alabama 66 to 37 summit downs marshall county 49 46. it was metcalf county kentucky 56 46 winners over murfreesboro central and middle tennessee christian with a win over east nashville 67 38 Macon county 53 mount juliet 45. <clears throat> mount pleasant falls to DeKalb county 65 37 early yesterday morning page downs hamilton heights 50 to 44 and pearl con 68 john overton 41.
1: Also, Richland defeated Laverne, 49-19. It was Riverdale with a 75-14 win over Montgomery Central. Brentwood defeated Sand Rock of Alabama, the 57 Clements of Alabama defeated Santa Fe, 58-31. It was Silverdale Academy, 39. Dollar at 11. Westmoreland with a 44-39 win over South Laurel of Kentucky. Spring Garden of Alabama, 56. Nolanville of Tennessee, 21. Lawrence County 57-39 over Stars Mill of Georgia. Clarksville defeated Stewart County 55-30. It was Nashville Christian 70, Stratford 34. Summertime with a 56-31 win over Perry County. Oakland defeated Tees Valley of Ohio 37-21 and Huntland down Wilson Central 49-41. In boys basketball, Clarksville Northwest defeated Apollo of Owensburg, Kentucky 56-43. It was Arch Archbishop McNicholas of Ohio. Say that three times fast. <laughs> I barely said it
0: once yesterday, so I don't <laughs> want to try it again.
1: Archbishop uh, McNicholas. See? See?
0: Of exactly. I
1: told you. I didn't want to try it again. Yeah, 54, Lawrence County, 46. Ross View with a 75-74 win over Bartlett. Views 55, Beach, 42. Battleground Academy, 76. Olin' Tangy Liberty of Ohio, 72. Man, these Ohio teams. What? Blackman, 46, Brentwood, 40, Brentwood Academy, 69, Central Catholic of Ohio, 51, Brad Christian, 67, West Creek, 38, Giles County with a 50-48 win over Brook of Alabama, Cheatham County defeated Waverly, 72-69, it was Rossville Christian, 61, Donaldson Christian, 41, Fort Payne of Alabama, 61, Eagleville, 51, Ezel Harding with a 65-64 win over West Henderson of North Carolina, and Franklin, the Admirals. 58, South Walton,
0: 41. are County, Dun in 49 44. Portland was a 69 57 Glasgow, Kentucky, and their built wearing band members. Uh, <laughs> good past your would Wouldn't that be something if they did? If they were, I mean, the band members do wear kilt, but it wouldn't be good if the, if the basketball team did <laughs> That would be hilarious. Good pasture 75 61 over Fairview it was Green Hill 55, Laverne 46, Jackson Christian down to Kenwood 57 43, Andrews for 63 25 went over Knowledge Academy. Liberty Creek falls to Pickett County 63 57, Wilson Central 47, Livingston Academy 46. Loretto falls to York Institute in what I'm sure was a fantastic basketball game. Uh, 50, sorry. I've lost it. Sixty-two, fifty-six, The final. I, I can tell in you that the, the Loretto
3: coach
1: was not happy with that
0: well, performance. I, I'm sure she wasn't. Hmm. Of oh, that's boys. I thought it was girls. Oh, and know. I was like, dang, that's a heck of a job, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, No, no, no. Okay, like, we are in boys. I apologize. Uh, new School of Arkansas as opposed to old school? Old school. 61-47 winners over Middle Tennessee Christian, Mount Juliet, 64-55 against Clark Range. Trinity Christian, Dallas, Murfreesboro Central, 67-64. It was uh, Nolansville Downing, William Blunt, 66-57. Oakland falls to Clarksville Academy, 62-38. Page, 66-55. Winners over Shovel. Pope Prep, 72. Jag of Alabama, sure. out, of Mississippi, out, of, out of Montgomery, 55. <laughs> Man, they just call it jag. It's oh, okay. uh, Providence Christian sixty-one, Western Florida fifty-two, Ravenwood down Station Camp seventy-one forty-three, Richland fifty-six, Hickman County forty-five, North Cobb Christian of Georgia eighty-two forty-seven. Winners over Riverdale. Rockville beats Dyersburg 48 45. Santa Fe down Silicaga 76 73. Springfield 77. Zion Christian 56. Stewart's Creek 76 49. Winners over Smith County. Stratford Falls to Nashville Christian 65 47. Summertown with a big win over Perry County 91 44. And we told you yesterday Independence down Tennessee 65 47. M- Macon County 53 28 winners over Watertown. White House downs Harpeth 71 52. And Hendersonville was a 49 45 winner over White House Heritage. Women's basketball and men's basketball. UT Martin gets the better of Tennessee State 75 69 on the women's side, 91 75. Pulling away late, did the Skyhawks against the Tigers? In the NBA action, Grizzlies are still unbeaten with Ja. He didn't play last night. <laughs> yeah. and guess who did, though? <laughs> Mr. Joker, who scored yeah. a bunch of points and did not miss mm. at any point. 142 to 105, the final for in favor of the Nugs.
1: Girls basketball action today um, results that we already have in hand include Columbia Central falling to Bishop O'Connell of Virginia, 64-40, just the second loss of the year for the Lady Lions. Hendersonville with a 32-26 win over Greenbrier. Kenwood defeated Big Sandy 38-31. There's a joke there, but anyway, mm-hmm. Hickman County 54, <laughs> Mount Pleasant 32, Santa Fe with a 41-33 win over Laverne. White County of Georgia edge Lawrence County, 4440 Rossville Christian and Sycamore tipped at 12. They should be done. We don't have a result. Um, let's see. Auburn of Alabama and Siegel were playing. That was a 1230 start. One o'clock Beach and Cleveland were set to play in the Music City Hoop Fest up at Page. They were actually playing in the middle school gym. Um, Pope Prep and White House at one at 230. Belmont of Mississippi plays Loretto. I think that's down in Lauderdale County, Alabama. Um, also at 230, Hillsborough is at Pearl Cone. Hamilton Heights plays Rossview. DeKalb County and Columbia Academy play at three down at Richland. Also at 300th Lane plays Donaldson Christian. Riverdale is at Stewart County at three. At four, York Institute plays Blackman. Cheatham County is at Houston County. Um, Miami Christian of Florida plays Providence Christian. And Cascade is at Summertown at 4. At 5.30, Greenbrier takes on Hendersonville. Christian Community is at East Robertson. 6 o'clock tip for McGavick at Davidson Academy. Also, Evangelical Christian is at Goodpasture. Monterey plays Mount Juliet at 6. Wilson Central is at Watertown. And Clements, Alabama is at Richland at 6.25. Charlotte of Florida plays El Harding at 7 o'clock. Harpeth plays Liberty Creek. And also at 7 o'clock. Green Hill plays McCracken County of Kentucky.
0: Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., Melrose and Sycamore at 10. It's Hendersonville at East Robertson and Greenbrier taking on Red Bulling Springs at 10.30. Oakland takes on Druid Hills, Georgia at noon. McGavick and Friendship Christian at one. Beach in Middle Tennessee Christian. Pope Prep takes on Station Camp at two. It's Summertown hosting Fayetteville. East Nashville's taking on Blackman at four at 5.30. Rossview's at Page and Antioch is at Good Pasture at six. Boys action earlier today. Ezel Harding down Hart County, Kentucky, 53 43. Loretto defeated Oakland, 51 39. Mars of Pennsylvania, 65 62 winners over Lawrence County. Independence down to Maribel, 69 53. Sylacauga of Alabama, Marble City, if you will, 65. Zion Christian, 42. Cass, Georgia, and Riverdale at 1 today. Uh, tipped off at 130. Did Stratford and Kirkwood. Also at 1.30, Hickman County and Station Camp down in uh, Richland. The Tennessee Heat taking on Olin Tangy Liberty, Ohio. And at 2 o'clock, Knoxville Catholic takes on Gallatin. I guess that's in the King of the Smokies tournament, I
1: believe. 2.30 starts for Brentwood and Laverne, Pickett County and White House, Russellville, Kentucky and White House Heritage. At 4.30, DAR of Alabama takes on Eagleville. Also, Hunter's Lane faces Donaldson Christian. Santa Fe plays Springfield down in Richland. Also at 4.30, Nashville Christian plays Westmoreland. At 5.30, it's Harpeth and Liberty Creek. At 7 o'clock, Blackman faces Green Hill. At 7.30, it's McGavick at Davidson Academy. Also at 7.30, Mount Juliet Christian is at Foundations Christian Academy. Nolansville plays Franklin. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, Hume Fogg plays good at Good Pasture at 7.30. Caldwell Academy of North Carolina takes on Lead Academy at 7.30. And Ravenwood is at Richland at 7.30. Also, Clarksville Christian is at Stewart County. DeKalb County plays Stewart's Creek. Cascade is at Summertown. Mount Juliet is at Watertown. At 8.30, Beach is at Ray County. And at a time to be determined, could have already been played, could be coming up. We don't know. Trinity Christian plays Rockvale Saturday, ten o'clock start. Hendersonville is at East Robertson. Ten thirty, Hunters Lane faces Fairview. Eleven thirty, Wilsonville of Oregon faces Greenbrier.
2: Jeez.
1: That's a heck of a road trip. McGavick um, and Friendship Christian play at 1.30. At two thirty, it's Fulton and Murfreesboro Central. At two thirty, Christian Community plays White House Heritage. At three, Hume Fogg plays Kirkwood. At three thirty. The Fayetteville is at Summertown at 4.30. Tennessee, Heat plays Nashville Christian at 7.30 on Saturday night. Green Run of Virginia plays Lead Academy. Also, Westmoreland is a good pasture.
0: College football before we get back. Music City Bowl Mm -hmm. tomorrow at 1 o'clock on ABC. That's Auburn and Maryland. On Monday, the Citrus Bowl features Iowa and Tennessee at noon on ABC as well college basketball double headers before we get back on saturday little rock is at tennessee state that's a one o'clock tip for the women 330 men's and on tuesday ut southern makes the trip to montgomery across the street from the old toys r us that's right if you know where the toys r us is you know where faulkner is just go across the street women tip at three o'clock there men's on saturday Lipscomb's at Florida State at 11 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Dalton State comes to Pulaski to take on UT Southern at 2. Middle is up at Murray at 3. Milligan is at Trevecca at 3 as well. Dartmouth at Vanderbilt, and I understand Vanderbilt should win this game. It's 4 o'clock tip on ESPN+. Plus. And Austin Peay is at Memphis at 6 on ESPN+. Plus On Sunday, Trevecca takes a trip to the friendliest campus in the South to Jacksonville State, and they'll tip at 4 o'clock. And on Tuesday, Norfolk State is at Tennessee at 6 o'clock. That's on the SEC Network. And Belmont will take on Southern Illinois at 7 on ESPN+.
4: Women's
1: basketball between now and when we get back. Tonight, Fairleigh Dickinson is at Vanderbilt. That's a 6.30 tip. It can be seen on ESPN+. On Saturday at 2, Miami of Ohio is at Austin P or at f m Bank Arena.
2: They're in Clarksville.
1: Near, near the campus of Austin. <laughs> yeah, it's in Clarksville. Um, Middle Tennessee State goes out to Grand Canyon. That's a three o'clock tip central time.
0: And we're hoping victory 251 isn't on tap. For Grand Canyon? Yeah, for the uh, the coach. Remember we talked about her yesterday? Oh, yeah, she got her 250th victory. We hope 251 comes later. That, that, yeah, <laughs> we need to
1: push that off a little bit. At four o'clock, Brian and Riley Ham are at UT Southern. Um Illinois, Chicago is at Belmont at four o'clock as well. That can be seen on ESPN plus on Sunday. Tennessee is at Liberty. That's a one o'clock tip. hour time. I guess that's 12 in Lynchburg. Also, this is wild. So Tennessee is at Liberty and Radford is at Vanderbilt. So
0: yeah, they just passed each just other on the way.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Radford is at Virginia. That's a one o'clock uh, at Vanderbilt. Excuse me. That's a one o'clock start on the SEC network in the association. The Grizzlies are at the Clippers tonight. That's a 9:30 tip on NBA TV. Don't know if they'll be with or without Ja. Um, Sacramento comes to FedEx Forum. That's a Sunday 7 o'clock start on Valley Sports Southeast. And San Antonio is at the Grizzlies.
0: When is it? Monday? I'm sorry. Yes, um, it is Tuesday. Sorry. It's Tuesday. Okay.
1: Tuesday. Seven o'clock. Valley Sports Southeast in the NHL. The Preds have three games over the next few days as well. Tonight, they are at Detroit. That's a six o'clock puck drop on Valley Sports South. Tomorrow, they are at Washington. That's a six o'clock start as well on Valley Sports South. And on Tuesday, the Blackhawks come to Bridgestone Arena, seven o'clock, Valley Sports South. Finally, in the National Football League, the Tennessee Titans faced the Houston Texans for the second time in three weeks. This one is at NRG Stadium. It's a noon kickoff, and it's on Fox, so don't. Which is really weird. Yeah, if you look for it on CBS, it won't be there, so just be mindful. It's on Fox. That's your rundown.
0: These holiday tournaments make the rundowns tough because there's no double header. So you got to do boys and girls separately. And it, it's rough. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Top stories brought to you by Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Make sure to go get your fresh hand cut meats. They've got uh, obviously daily lunch specials and much, much more. Everything you need for your holiday party, they've got you covered at Neely's Mill Shopping Center's Piggly Wiggly. Mo today's top story. Uh, an interesting situation in the media room during the Rose Bowls media availability as at least one Alabama player confirmed that Alabama players are not watching film individually on tablets due to the potential for sign stealing.
1: (laughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Interesting indeed. And I guess, what is it? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I mean, if, if we don't, we don't know how they're getting stuff, but there's no need for us to make it any easier.
0: Kind of. Yeah. And you know, you, you kind of, you, the way that this situation has kind of played out within the Rose Bowl, and with that, within this college football season,
2: mm-hmm.
0: at some point you knew that Michigan was no longer stealing signs the way that they stole them previously.
1: But that doesn't mean.
0: But what they found out during this is how other teams were getting Michigan signs <laughs> via other cameras inside the stadium and readily available. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it has completely changed the way that teams are watching film and preparing Alabama doing it in position groups. Meanwhile, J.J. McCarthy says Michigan hasn't watched film on tablets since November. (laughs) So I I really think that this is a unique situation and more than likely will end up if this bowl season goes well with those teams who do, in fact, choose to use in-helmet communication, that's going to accelerate this process.
1: It's going to change the way people go about things long term. I mean, it, it is already, obviously, and it's going to continue to have a, a ripple effect, I would think, just on teams' preparation, on teams' um What sort of how they try to secure things and try to be more secure with how they go about their business.
0: So, I'm really I'm really curious how how quickly this is going to affect things. Obviously, we know at some point college football is going to go to that. Have you seen the the commercials for how players and coaches are communicating within deaf schools? Um, so there's a new helmet Mm -hmm. that has this window eye patch where you can send the play in to the eye patch via a tablet and they can see the play, call the play in the huddle. It goes away and then you can see through, you know, through the face mask. It's a really neat thing. I expect this is going to happen pretty soon, if not that to that degree. I think I think the biggest concern
1: for me with that is it's going to be cost prohibitive for a number of folks, isn't it?
0: At the FBS level? No. Because you only have two comms. Only one person can have the comms. So it's just one helmet. So I don't think that that's going to be a a massive deal, at least at the FBS level. We're talking about you know these teams have teams aren't making the move to fbs to break even let's put it that way <laughs> so i don't think two or three helmets is going to make much of a difference yeah. so anyway uh it's just a, it's a unique thing that 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 we've seen curious how it matters if it matters in the rose bowl we shall see michigan and alabama we'll talk more about it later in the show but before we do that we need to talk about the citrus bowl in Iowa, Tennessee, and we're gonna do that on the other side of a break because Christopher Gabriel joins us. And it's always fun when CG has something to say, so stick (laughs) around, we'll be right back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. It's a great promo.
1: It's a little early.
0: It is. A, it, it is.
1: But, later but I do like that promo. We will be picking games later, we but we're should. not right now.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun as we pick the, the remaining 10 bowl games that we know the, the participants. The participants. <laughs> 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 so there will, there will be more, but these are the only 10 we know who are going to be playing. So that's, that's who we're picking. And that will happen at around 3.30. So, make sure to stick around for that right now. Remember
1: that promo in an hour.
0: And one of those guys, one of those games that we will be picking is the Citrus Bowl. And we're going to talk a little bit more in depth and length about it with Christopher Gabriel, who joins us now from the sunny West Coast.
1: Clearly sunny. Yeah, yeah. I bet it's warm too, isn't it? Uh.
8: Well, first of all, gentlemen, uh, belated Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you. It's uh, warm is relative, right? I mean, it's 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 sixty sixty one degrees here. You That's got people, warm. Well, here though, keep in mind where we're at. You got people walking around in parkas uh, because, <laughs> because you know folks here are used to a hundred a hundred and five. We don't have that all year long. Actually, here in Fresno in the Central Valley, the weather from end of October through May absolutely gorgeous so it is nice here now i i've been thinking about this i always love coming on with both of you so i thought we would have a little show and tell before we got started today all right so i i've got my mascot my my you know i got I'm ready I'm, I'm ready by the way pro tip pro tip fellas the the, the extra toasty it's the way to go the, the, don't go with it yeah the, the extra toasty is the way to go now uh for notes i've got my orange pen a lot of folks say when you go on with Mo and Chris, are you impartial? I said, of course I am. I, I'm absolutely impartial um, when I go on the program. I, I, I just happen to have the Tennessee banner lying around. And then finally, I thought we could start. I could start with this. I don't know if you saw this. Rob Howe, uh, Rob Howe has been writing for uh, Hawkeye Nation for 12 years. This is his very brief assessment of what we're about to see uh, this weekend. He said, Iowa knows who it is and how it can win games. It's good at it. I can't imagine the new quarterback. Nico is the new quarterback. like they just they, fa- they found him somewhere in Boca Raton. I can't imagine the new quarterback having much success against this Hawkeye defense. The Hawkeyes will be the more prepared and motivated squad, Iowa 13, Tennessee nine. Um, all I can yeah. think about that, <laughs> First of all, if it's a 13 nine game, I'm going to go play Frisbee Tag on the interstate here, uh, because I don't know that I can watch that for three and a half hours. Uh, he's a good writer. He's been there for a long time. I I don't know that he knows enough about Tennessee beyond who has opted out and who's actually playing, because there's not a lot of depth in in what he had to say there.
1: Well, I will tell you that if Iowa only scores 13 points, they're not going to win this ball game.
8: No, nah, you're Absolutely. you're right. No, yeah, I, I And and you you went exactly where I was going with that, fellas. Um, their their offense is ranked 127th in the nation and uh, it's going to be interesting you get Nico in you get a freshman quarterback who's a very special freshman quarterback uh, and he's going to make some mistakes there's no doubt about that but the fact that he's got Cooper Mays and this offensive line with him the fact that he's got Squirrel White, Ramel Keaton, Cam Seldon, Dylan Sampson uh, he's got some toys to play with out there and I really believe I mean listen I was a good football team. They're not a great football team. And you know what? Tennessee's a good football team. They're not a great football team this year. uh, But I really believe that uh, the game begins and ends. uh, I'm curious what you think. The game begins and ends uh, with this offensive line. And if they give Nico a chance to do what he can do, uh, I I think the Vols can pick, uh, as good as this defense is, this Vols offense can pick them apart. Well,
1: not only if they give Nico a chance and time to do what he does, but if they decide to just mash with Dylan Sampson, they could make it a long day for this Iowa defense as well, I think. And I think as much talent as Nico has, Dylan needs to have a big game to take some pressure off of him.
8: Well, Mo, you're absolutely, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they have to establish the running game. Uh, I, I was talking with a couple of uh, Val's friends, a couple of uh, our fellow media colleagues uh, back in East Tennessee this week, and we were, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what kind of game plan will we see from Josh Heupel? And, I you know, I brought it down to one simple thing, guys. Are we going to see a game plan that is more like 2023 or, or one that's more t- like 2022. And while you don't want Nico to have too much on his plate, I also think, and I'm not breaking news here, after an eight and four season, this game plan evolved to play to Joe Milton's strengths, and, and quite frankly, to hide weaknesses. And that's not mm-hmm. a knock on Joe because I, I, I think Joe, for me, will always be remembered as a guy that re- that did give his all. It, he didn't hit the heights that we wanted, but uh, to me, he w- he was uh, a team guy first and foremost. But I think I think that this game plan is going to lean just a smidge more to 2022 because Nico is going to is going to he's going to think quicker. Read a defense quicker is really what I'm getting at. Uh, he's got a quicker release. He's more fleet of foot than Joe. And again, all and of it is willing. predicated. All of it is predicated on what most on Dylan Sampson. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: And more willing. He's more willing to pull yeah. it
8: and run it than Joe was. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a, it's a great point. And so I think we're not going to see 2022 full blown it's his first start but i i do think we're going to see the the middle of the field used a lot more i do think that we're going to see a a, a higher proclivity if i can say that for deep balls because they're going to you know they're going to have this team i think is spring loaded and i think they're excited and, and to play this game and and the reason the reason i read this from uh from Rob Lowe from, uh, from Rob Lowe not Rob Lowe Rob Lowe's busy with a game show uh Rob Ho <laughs> Uh, Rob Howell, Howe, H O W E. Sorry. The, the reason I wrote it is because he said that he pointed out that Iowa is more motivated to win this game, and I, I don't know how he's sitting back in Iowa City, or maybe he's with the team in Orlando. I don't, I don't know how he would imagine that because I think these guys, and I'm not there, but I'm going to speculate, uh, uh, Mo, Chris, that this team, this Vols team, is highly motivated to come out and play this game and win this game for Nico because. All those guys coming back understand what this game can do for next year. It's not going to be a predictor of the kind of year, start to finish, that Nico will have. But as a team, you want to end on a high note and you want to quiet the folks that are, that are saying, well, Joe this, Nico that. And of course, no matter what Nico does, if he plays great, folks are going to criticize Heibel for not playing him more. And if he has a bad game, they're going to say, oh, boy, he's not what what we thought he was.
1: I had to go back and find this tweet from a couple of days ago by Jordan Moore at Jordan Moore underscore twenty-one. Part time co-host, part-time co-host on does that make you a co-co host? I guess it's on does. overtime with Fox Sports Knoxville. But, and I,
8: I know Jordan. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um quote Iowa has a legitimate defense. National rankings of the offensive Iowa faced in the twenty-three regular season. Twenty-seventh. 87th, 80th, 62nd, 128th, 71st, 125th, 76th, 124th, 123rd, 62nd, 117th, and 70th. Those aren't very good offenses. Tennessee's offense is 16th. Uh,
8: Jordan is, if I ever had a show that was just on SEC football or on Tennessee football, Tennessee sports, Jordan would be the guy that I want on my staff because there are a few people that I've ever run into uh, that are better with numbers. I saw that tweet, fellas, and, and it makes a great point. And, and a lot of Iowa folks saw that tweet as well. And they had a lot of rebuttals. I don't know how you have rebuttals. How do you to that. rebut that? Exactly. It's, it's, it's not
0: opinion. It I is, mean, it's not. See, I mean, there's no voice right. to that.
8: There, hey, that's it, right? There's no. Those are numbers. They don't lie. And when you get down to it, uh, Iowa has had a good defense against those offenses, not against, against the offense they're going to see. Yes, huh. exactly. Well, and, and for
0: the record, also against Michigan, but I have a theory on that. And if you if you snap the Michigan season in half, there's a pretty significant disparity there, on there, that second there, part. There's a line of delineation. There really huh? is. Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> J.J. McCarthy's thrown one touchdown pass in five games one <laughs> and it wasn't because right. the defenses were in iowa um, i'm
2: not <laughs> saying i'm
8: just I'm saying, just saying. So and they, and again i, I don't think either. neither of you nor myself and anybody else that you have on in anticipation of this game coming up no one is is criticizing or, or denigrating iowa they're a good football no. team they've had a they've had a good season they have good athletes there kirk ferentz does a wonderful job uh, i've spent time in iowa city over the years those are good folks Those are good. Caitlin Clark is a great representation of of what Iowans and what that athletic department is all about class operation. But when you get down to the game itself, uh, you have to ask yourself, is Iowa legitimately in terms of this top five defense? Is it legitimately what they are making it out to be? Because this writer uh, who I read to you and, and others are acting like this is the steel curtain from the 1970s. They're not that they'll give they'll give Nico some problems. But I I think that the Vols have more than enough to match what they're going to see defensively if if that offensive line and if Dylan Sampson, if they come together and give him the time needed to operate.
1: And again, I mean I, I have no reason to doubt these numbers that Jordan Moore has come up with. Iowa has not faced a top twenty five offense. Right, no. and they
0: certainly have not faced anybody with the speed that they're going to see from mm. Tennessee sideline to sideline on the offensive side. It's no. just, they, there just isn't anyone up there. It's Listen, I've made a lot of it. Everyone else has made a lot of it. The Tennessee secondary is certainly depleted to a DEFCON level. <laughs> that being said, yeah. SEC walk-on speed is still pretty <laughs> doggone fast
8: yeah i i'm looking at that secondary i'm thinking to myself is there any way that we can hide eric berry and slide him out there uh b- because uh, i i don't you kind of wonder who's it going to be out there but you, you again you make a great point that it's still these are still sec athletes it's still sec speed and and i I feel like there has been a lean, and, and I'm, I'm good with this, guys. There's been a lean towards, well, I, I don't know how Tennessee is going to fill in the blank I, on, on offense. I don't know defensively how, and, and just throw that out. I, I think there's a lot of questions that need to begin with, how is Iowa, Iowa. going to, how is, how is Iowa, how are they going to try to stop X, Y, and Z of the Tennessee Volunteers? That's how I see it.
1: The two best teams Iowa played are Penn State and Michigan.
8: And what were those scores, Mo? What were those uh, scores?
1: Gonna... Uh, glad you
8: asked. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-one to nothing, Penn State. Twenty-six to nothing, Michigan. That, by my ears, that tells me that Iowa did not score a point in those two games against those two very good football teams.
1: Yes, that's correct. I, you know, I, again, make, I, I, I mean, make of that what you will. And again, yeah,
8: right. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie no numbers do right now i'll also add to that mo and chris don't lie mo and chris do not lie we yeah, don't lie well, i'm just saying something like that it. do not yeah, it's it's yeah not by the way by the way before we go too far down the road i want to show you i brought this with me too uh i i, I the reason i brought this uh, not to get off track but i know mm-hmm. that jerry reinsdorf i paused just to, to collect myself jerry reinsdorf met with the uh, the fine mayor of nashville and if he moves that team to Nashville, this is coming to you guys. It's coming. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's
1: I, I saw I saw that and I had to make sure who it was because I <laughs> I, I was afraid that it might be Frank Thomas. I didn't realize it was Ozzy immediately. And there's you know, Frank Thomas is in the news these days, the very much alive Frank Thomas. But yeah, um Jerry <laughs> Rondorf did have that there we go. Jerry Reinsdorf did have that conversation with Freddie McConnell, and Freddie yeah. McConnell said that if you come, we will I, not bring it, build
8: it. So, yeah, yeah. You're
0: happy to so I, I, come if you can find the land and build a
8: stadium. Yeah, and the money. Yeah. yeah. But, well, so we'll see how that goes. All right. Yeah. And well, you know, if, if he comes, enjoy Jerry. Enjoy him.
1: Um, hey, hey, hey! I got my fill of Jerry and the White Sox organization when I covered the Sounds <laughs> as their AAA affiliate back in the mid nineties. So I yeah, bet I, you, I, I bet you did. I've had I'm my good, fill of him.
8: You. I've I've had my fill of him forever. So sorry, I didn't mean to get off track there.
0: No, they're okay. Mo's still mad because they didn't send Jordan to AAA, and so he had to, he, <laughs> he got a he, he got a full a full season of AAA baseball and didn't even and get without my, Jordan. Yeah. We we could
8: do an entire show, and I know that your listeners and viewers would love this, on my grievances with the Chicago White Sox air organization. Air them
1: all. Best of us, huh? Yes. It's, it's, it's,
0: it's the last show of the year. Bring can't 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 anything back. back. That's it. <laughs> um, oh, man. Look, this is a God's honest truth. I, here's another number for you 1601. That is the total number of passing yards for Iowa this season. Their number one receiver is Eric All, the tight end, with 299 yards. 1601 is the total number of passing yards. And we're
1: sitting here concerned about the, the secondary.
0: secondary.
8: Yeah, that's I'm a, that's no a, longer
0: concerned about the secondary, Mo. Yeah.
8: yeah, that's. I think uh, I think Hendon Hooker threw that against LSU last year. I, <laughs> right, stole I mean, the game. It, it, you know, but uh, no, you're, it's a good point again, though. And, you know, if we allowed BVS, if we allowed battered vowel syndrome to come into play here, what we, what I would say is, well, of course, Iowa is going to show up on Monday and suddenly they're going to have 700 yards of offense. This, you know, uh, their quarterback, uh, Deacon Hill is going to throw for six touchdown passes. They're gonna That pardon my English. That ain't happening. That yeah. is not going to happen.
1: No, it's not. I mean, I just don't think that they're capable of that. And you know, for all of the talk about Iowa's defense, Iowa's offense has got to make something happen.
0: And
8: they're not yeah, going, I
1: don't know that they can
8: at any level. Yeah. They have. They have reached twenty. They've gotten twenty points or more one time in their last seven games. In their last seven games, so make of that what you will. Yeah.
0: That's well, and this is Brian Ferris's last game, so. Right, can't hold anything back now. I guess yes. he may be throwing the kitchen sink at us, but
1: yeah.
0: you know, whatever.
1: Well, that again, as 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 CG said at the start of the show, though, I was kitchen sink is is relative.
0: It is, yeah, relative yeah. indeed. That's yeah, that's where I think that this game. Look, I I am BVS to death. Trust <laughs> me,
8: <laughs> you are.
0: But the the God's honest truth is. That win or lose, and I'm not really worried one way or the other because look, we beat the crap out of Clemson last year and went eight and four this year. So I'm not going to put a, a whole lot of stock in in the bowl game. But what I will say is, I just want to see Nico feel comfortable. I want to see this offensive line continue to gel as they're all coming back next year in 2024. It just feels like we're and then of course dylan sampson being rb1 i think this offense that we see to that this weekend or on monday is exactly what we're going to see next year with maybe some upgrades at the wide receiver position i just want to see them feel comfortable together period
8: yeah you know chris uh mo one of the things about this game on monday and this is where i think i depart from what a lot of vols fans are saying regard regarding nico and i i think that you guys are of the same mind, Chris. You inferred as much. Is that the notion that what does or doesn't happen on Monday is going to really play a major role in Nico's career in Knoxville is just sheer folly? Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, we don't. From from Monday, our next game is not for what eight months. So a lot's going to happen. Spring practice, working in the weight room in the summer, working with his receivers, fall camp getting started, and then we get things going. But I think that you hit the nail on the head, Chris. That you just want to see the young man feel comfortable. We want to see a little bit of what what he can do. You know, we saw little smidges of it against you know, Texas, San Antonio, and UConn, and and what have you, and, and a couple a game here or there, a play, a, a series. But let's just see how he moves. Let's see what happens uh, on third and long. Let's see what happens when he has to go for it on fourth down. Let's see what kind of play call uh, Josh Heipel goes. For it, if it's fourth and two and we're on the Iowa 34 yard line, what, what are they going to call? Uh, that's what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for a mindset out of Josh Heipel as well, because what we saw this year was, I, I thought it was a positive with Josh Heipel and his staff. A lot of folks didn't like the way we put such an emphasis on the run, at least initially, but I thought it was Josh Heipel saying, listen, I'm smart enough that I can use the talents that we have, use them as creatively as possible. We're going to play to that strength, and we're going to dink and dunk, and then we're going to go deep now and then. But when you watch Josh Heipel in his years as an offensive coordinator, in his years is three years at UCF and his three years at UT, you know that's not his main offensive philosophy. And I think we're going to see much more of 2022 and then some this fall, and that's why I think we're going to see a little bit more of that uh come Monday. But yeah, long long term, it's a bowl game. Let's go out there. Nobody get injured. Let's hopefully win the game. But But if they somehow do not win the game, all is not lost for the 2024 season.
1: Not at all. Not at all. Christopher Gabriel joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint as we get ready for more bowls,
0: more bowls. Uh, hey, before we let you go, and since we mentioned baseball, if you happen to have the opinion editor for uh, the Sacramento Bee on your show anytime in the near future. Marcos let, Breton, let, let us know because we got questions. We, we, we'd like to call in and have a have a conversation. Just we just want to talk
8: i I stay on top of Sacramento to the extent of the Sacramento Kings because one of my colleagues is a Sacramento State alum. He talks about Sacramento State football as though any of us care uh, and uh, we we love him but we don't care about the hornets It's green and gold the hornets What did uh, this gentleman? Is it Braves or Dodgers related? I'm I'm just throwing it It out. It is.
0: It is is Hall of Fame ballot related. Oh, Uh, okay. Also Braves related because he voted for Andrew Jones the last two years, did not vote for him this year. In fact, took five players off of his ballot. And we don't know what they did. And we don't know what they did over the last 365 days to lose his vote. So we just want to talk.
8: Well, can we before you let me go and if if I'm talking too long, let me know, but I, I'm thinking about ballots here because I don't have a ba- – I, obviously, I don't have a Hall of Fame ballot. I would love to have a, a Heisman ballot. My Heisman ballot this year would have been Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix. And I I put, posted that on Twitter. I had people – I had LSU fans coming at me left or right. It's like, hey, bro, uh, I, I, don't, I don't have a vote. I'm just saying what I think it is. But I, I'll tell you this. I do think that when it comes to voting – Or whether it's the Heisman, whether it's Hall of Fame, and certainly the Associated Press Top 25. I don't think enough voters are taking it seriously enough, and if they have the if the attitude if the attitude for some of these guys is. Well, it's just it's just a ballot. Then give it to some, give it to one of you, give it to me, who really do care about the work that we do and care about these things and understand that individuals care about who is putting their names down. I would love to have that because I would take you know, a, a lot of effort go, that, to put into that.
0: You mentioned something, and I've said this before. I think media members in small markets would take those things more seriously than these big market guys who feel like they are the important part of the process not the process
8: i cannot agree with you more and more than that because i had six great years you know in, Far- in fargo north dakota and i will tell you that's home of north dakota state uh it's a, it's a wonderful area a couple hundred thousand people and and folks like to make fun of fargo because of the movies that listen That is a vibrant town sports-wise, culturally and otherwise, but the sports writers there and the local AP Stringer for the Upper Midwest is based there as well. I can tell you the sports writers there have been doing that beat for 20 to 30 years, and they take it seriously. You're absolutely right about smaller markets. Get more smaller market writers in there because I find having been in both small market Starting my career in a large market in Minneapolis and being in a mid-sized market now, I have found, and this is not a knock on the ethics or the, the integrity of large market writers, but overall, smaller market writers are more invested in the community. They are more invested in the local team or the regional team, and by, by association, they are more invested in the entirety of the sport that they're covering.
0: Christopher Gabriel, that's the perfect way to send you out in 2023. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. We look forward to it and hope you have a wonderful New Year's holiday that's capped off with a bowl
8: win. And listen, fellas, uh, in all seriousness, I love coming on your show. Uh, You guys are the best. Uh, I listen. I watch uh, more than you think. Uh, It is a great treat. It's my pleasure. You guys both have a safe New Year's Eve, a healthy and joyous uh, New Year. And uh, let's get together more often in the new year.
1: We will certainly see you in 2024. Thanks, C.G.
8: Right on, guys.
0: Let's take a break. When we come back, NFL reactions to quarterbacks. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
7: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton. Close to the top of the hour, but uh, the Browns are uh, playoff bound after Joe Flacco has led the Browns to the playoffs. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. A month ago
1: was, yeah, yeah, just like everybody thought back in August and September, right?
0: Insane, right? (laughs) I I mean. You think it's awesome. Oh, listen, I think it's hilarious, but... Particularly that it's the Browns. Mm -hmm. If it were any other team, you know, because obviously Baltimore and Cleveland and their history, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, come on, man, this is this is poetic. Right. Right. (laughs) So, well done, Joe. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Now we got that out the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. More details coming out. And I think, this is going
1: to, I think this is going to continue to be a topic across the NFL until the end of the season.
0: Sure. Uh, the dynamic between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson has, hasn't been good all season. It's certainly gotten worse as the season goes on. What we have read via Yahoo Sports and some other reports just kind of, you know, giving a bit of insight into that relationship outside of what we see. Or lack thereof. Or, or lack thereof. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that Sean Payton has a ridiculous expectation level for his quarterback.
1: Now, that said, I mean, the guy has had a little success.
0: Yeah, but not immediately. I mean, Drew Brees, you know, didn't come into that situation and automatically know everything there was to know about the Sean Payton offense. And that's, for some reason, that's what he feels like is –
1: should be the case the
0: expectation from day one and it's like dude your offense is complex mm-hmm. i mean i i i can handle it but you're going to have to give me a minute and yeah. that's not the, that's not been the case at any point and the relationship has continued to dwindle it's deteriorated to the point where russell rush just said screw it and i don't blame him sure. because if if we can't learn this process together then why why am I going to put effort in if you're not going to put any effort in as well?
1: Right. Right. You're not trying to meet me at all. So, yeah.
0: Now, as the article, who was the, the writer on that Yahoo Sports? Charles Pete? Jackson, I think. Charles Robinson. I'm sorry. says the Jarrett Stidham two-year, $5 million contract is awfully unusual. For a backup. Mm -hmm. So it certainly seems like they had plans. It wouldn't have mattered if Russ came in, dove in, and did all of the things.
1: They already had their guy.
0: They well, I don't know if it's their guy, but it wasn't gonna be Russell Wilson. Jarrett Stidham isn't their guy, right? There's no way Jarrett Stidham is anybody's guy. Well you wouldn't think. And yet, he's the two-year, five million-dollar quarterback, right. backup quarterback. It doesn't make sense. No. So I, I, I don't know what's going. Does Stidham and do do Stidham and Peyton have have any kind of history? I, I don't have, think So
1: I don't know how they. Would. I know
0: Stidham was in was in New England right. for a minute. It wasn't anywhere near Sean Payton.
1: I don't I don't know. I don't know what the connection would
6: be there.
0: It's it's the weirdest thing. You said something yesterday about why Sean Payton would take the job and what I read in this piece, the answer was there. Sean Payton runs this team.
1: Well, which if you are George is it Patton one T? Mm-hmm. You should be concerned because you have the title of general manager.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I, I think that was—I think that was made clear from the get-go. Sean Payton doesn't hope this job yet. They don't get in a room and say, "I'm not coming here unless I run this team the way that I see fit," and you're along for the ride
1: to take the heat when it goes
0: bad
2: do oh, no. know. That was...
0: but that's that that's the answer to the question. That's why he took it. Yeah. Because it was the one place that said, We'll give you control. You you are
1: cooking the meal so you can shop for the groceries. Well and there as Bill and, Parcells would say.
0: And there is there are very few coaches available who have won Super Bowls. It's not a lot. I mean and he's, he's certainly not Josh McDaniels. He won seven games with this Denver team that was putrid last year. They're on the heels of the playoffs, even though they've decided to binge their quarterback. It's a really weird situation, as we said yesterday, but, but these details that keep coming out, it's becoming more and more obvious that Russell Wilson was never going to be the guy, no matter what, and that Sean Payton was going to – Was
1: never interested in, in him being the guy.
0: Absolutely. Sean Payton was interested in – finding a way out of the Russell Wilson contract.
1: So I wonder then, and obviously we don't have an answer for that as we sit here on December 29th, but I think it's going to be um, fascinating to see who is QB one for the Broncos in
7: 24.
0: It's a deep quarterback draft. It could be that. Whomever it is. But I think Terry's right. Peyton needs to draft his own quarterback. They haven't drafted one since Elway that's been successful. I mean, Oof. who's the next guy? That's, who, who, that's and, a pretty damning. And one. here's the thing. If that's what he wants to do, changing quarterbacks now makes sense. Go 7-10. Might, and might 10. get him
1: in a better position to get one. Go
0: 7-10, and 10, miss the playoffs. <laughs> draft top 15. Go Ooh. get your guy.
1: Here's the thing, though. When you're going to get your guy you a quarterback,
0: is. you better make sure you're going to get the right guy. No doubt. So, Let's take a break. Speaking of Terry McCormick, he's on the other side of it with a quick Titans update before their game out in Houston, so stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
6: With Lee Company technology, the best handymen are hands off.
7: Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome
0: back now. Terry McCormick joining us. Welcome back, Terry.
9: After yesterday, Thank I hope are
0: feeling better. And uh, tell us about what's going on in the world of the Tennessee Titans.
9: All right. It is your Daily Titans report, and it's brought to you each and every day by Zen Sports. And there's good news here uh, at the Titans facility. Will Levis, who missed last week's game with that high ankle sprain against the Seahawks, will get a chance to start. He's healthy enough, practiced all week. So he's going to give it a go, and it's going to be, looks like, Will Levis versus C.J. Stroud for the first of what could be many times over the next few years.
1: Interesting. I guess you hope, if you're a Titans fan, that it that it is the first of many times. I mean, um, or that it's Stroud who's missing anyway.
0: So. Yeah, you know this is interesting because uh, you you know you say high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people come back from high ankle sprains this In week. A week. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see if, if, you know, how that
9: plays out. Well, he did look pretty good, you know, in the the little part of practice that we get to see. He looked pretty good warming up and uh, doing the things, uh, moving around in those drills that simulate the, uh, you know, moving up and back in the pocket and things like that. He's looked pretty good doing that this week. So I would think that, uh, you know, obviously Mike Brabel's a stickler for health and guys being able to protect themselves and be able to do their job while they're on the field and not let injury uh, get in the way of that. So I would think that if there was any shred of doubt that Levis couldn't handle this, that they wouldn't play him on Sunday. So he must be good to go. Sure. I just think
2: it's It's a good thing sometimes to be
9: 24 years old and young and healthy. That's what I was going to say. It's just intriguing because I
0: think that, his, his youth and his body make a difference. Hmm. So it is really interesting how, 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 you know, how well he's recovered and how quickly he's recovered. So anything else we need to know about what's going on in Titan land?
9: Got a couple of little milestones, obviously when you're playing out the string and there's no hope for the playoffs, but both of those could be realized Sunday. Derrick Henry needs 28 yards to get to a thousand for the fifth time. And, Behind this offensive line, that would be a monumental accomplishment. And DeAndre Hopkins needs 61 yards to get to 1,000 receiving for the first time for him since 2020. So a couple of milestones to be on the lookout for on Sunday.
0: Milestone Sunday.
1: There we go. That would be exciting. Yeah, it's always nice when you got something to play for.
9: Uh,
0: Sometimes you just have to find it. Yeah, sometimes you got to find it. So I, I, this will be this will be great. Good, good for those guys. Love, love that for both of them. I think DeAndre Hopkins should be very proud of the the effort he's put forth for these Titans this year. And and I hope that he understands that you know as fans we certainly appreciate what he's done despite the uh, lack of success this team has had. So. Terry, tell us about Zen Sports.
9: The new sports betting app exclusively in Tennessee the last few months, and I'm excited to share with you some big news. Now, when you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to a $1,000 no-danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports with up to plus 500 odds, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to a $1,000 maximum within 24 hours if the bet loses. And there's more good news Zen Sports is rolling out its brand new VIP rewards program. This new VIP rewards program will allow top tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks. The VIP program is by invite only, so if you feel your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sportsbook will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee.
0: Welcome back in Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here on this Friday edition, weekend edition, final show of 2023. Very much looking forward to 2024, but also looking forward to this weekend, which the New Year traditions in Nashville have been starting with the music city bowl for a while now and there are few few better ways mo to start a new year's holiday than with a bowl game that features the sec and the big ten
1: especially in this town absolutely (laughs) so yeah um and we are we are really excited to have with us joining us on the phone now scott ramsey of the nashville sports council um who has been really busy this afternoon so scott we really appreciate you taking some time with us to talk a little bit about tomorrow's game
3: well i appreciate you having me on mo and uh it's always good talking to you and uh yeah we're looking we're looking forward to tomorrow um um you know it's uh College football and postseason has changed a lot, but I, I think uh, you guys summed it up well that uh, 26 years now, and, and uh, since we, we built Nissan Stadium, I think it's really changed our city's um, energy, ap- activity, tourism, um, media promotion uh, for the better over, uh, you know, between Christmas and New Year's when, you know, back when we started, this was really a really, really slow time for the city. So, uh, I think the bowl has been a huge part of that and uh, looking forward to uh, tomorrow's game between Auburn and Maryland.
1: There is no such thing as a slow time for this city anymore, is there?
3: No, there's really not. I, I you know, sometimes, you know, we all live here sometimes think, man, I, I think back to when uh, I could get here from there in in 10 minutes and now it's 20, but you know, it's also exciting, you know, it, uh, Especially uh, this year, for example, uh, Maryland's the first time we've ever hosted Maryland. And their leadership, their staff um, of their uh, university, the players, the coaches, the fans that I've talked to, their media that covers them are just jacked up about coming to Nashville. And that makes you feel really good about our town, our city, and and people are so excited about coming. and, And the reputation of the experience they have here is so positive.
1: It's always good, I would imagine, when you can get a first time team coming in here, even though it's not necessarily a team that your local folks are familiar with, but you've got first time travelers with that team coming in, I would guess
3: yeah, you know i I, th- I think there's always um, there's always two sides to it I, I think when you get a team that's that's uh you know at least from a region standpoint not as prominent uh, of, of a of a brand like Maryland. Um, you know, you know, you're going to be down a little bit in attendance-wise because it just—it's not possible for them to bring as many people as somebody like Auburn or Kentucky or Tennessee or Ole Miss that can just hop in their car and drive and got a big alumni base here in town and the whole thing. Uh, on the flip side, it gives us a chance, like I said, to expose our city to a new fan base, a new university, a new set of decision makers within college sports uh, that that we haven't had a chance to host over four or five days and. Really build a relationship with and mo, I know you and I have talked about this over the years. There's a lot of things that technology have changed, but college athletics is still a, a people business, and I think the relationships that we're able now to to forge with the University of Maryland are going to be a big proponent of of Nashville now within the the big ten um, you know conference discussions is it, always a positive
1: yeah, anytime you can leave you can send somebody away, you know extolling your virtues that's a great thing and as you mentioned Maryland isn't a fan base that's necessarily represented in this area but Auburn certainly is i mean you you kind of um hit a home run i would imagine in terms of getting them here
3: i, I agree they they've really responded well to uh every time we've had them in the game now it's only we've only had them 3 times um 26 years Um, but the basketball tournament we've seen, um, and just in general, you you sense their presence with their alumni, um, and certainly, um, in other activities, whether it's the, you you know, Vanderbilt games or whatever that, uh, they show up to. So, uh, they've really responded well. I really expect a very heavy Auburn crowd tomorrow. Um, pretty easy to say, but, uh, um, it's going to play out that way as well. And, uh, you know, is a nice balance of a university that has a big local presence with a university that uh, is first time here and somewhat new to our market.
1: Scott Ramsey, president and CEO of the TransPerfect Music City Bowl, joining us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. And Scott, you guys have the opportunity to do something that I think is pretty neat. following the recent loss of former Tennessee Titans tight end Frank Wycheck who also played for Maryland from 90 to 92 um opportunity to recognize and honor him during the course of this ball game is has got to be something that's pretty special for you all
3: it, it's special and it's personal i i got to know frank um you know he he loved to play golf we played golf some together but you know as you know mo he worked in the Media for quite a while, um, and uh, after his playing, and and was just uh, just one of those guys that really represented Nashville, the Tennessee Titans, and and ironically, we we catch University of Maryland for the first time ever, only a couple of weeks after his passing, and and obviously he's all time uh, catch leader for tight ends at Maryland. So you know it was a uh, it was an opportunity for us. Uh, I know Coach Loxley at the press conference today. You know, mentioned um, how important he was and how involved he remained with Maryland. Uh, They're going to wear a helmet sticker uh, in memory of him. Uh, We've kind of compiled a Maryland and and Tennessee Titans video. We're going to play on the Jumbotron tomorrow. Um, And, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a a nice remembrance, but also a very, uh, very, very sad time. And to lose Frank uh, at such an early age and somebody who meant so much to our city from a sports standpoint. Um, is going to be uh, somewhat bittersweet there,
0: Scott. You know, the Music City Bowl is obviously it's about the football game, but you guys do so much to to you know increase the fan activity around the stadium before the game. Obviously, you know it was it was pretty early last year. It was it 11 a.m. kick? I think last year got a little bit later. Yeah. Still got on ABC, which is always good. Uh, network television, but you, that gives you guys a little more time to, uh, you know, bring out the excitement and the fans. What, what is planned around Nissan Stadium tomorrow?
3: Yeah, I, well, it starts tonight, uh, you know, the Battle of the Bands right on Broadway between first and third, and, and uh, um, you know, that's a tradition that we've done since year one, and, you know, tonight's the night about the fans. You know, it, it's kind of funny you, you mentioned that because, In in kind of comparing notes with all my peers around the country on not just bowl games, but but sporting events on on how you kind of activate um, the fan side of things. We got Broadway and we don't have to artificially kind of create something to drive people to. And I think you'll see that tonight. The the atmosphere, the campus, the excitement. uh, We see it during SEC basketball. We see it during Preds game. We see it a lot here in Nashville. Um, but uh, tonight we kick it off with the college uh, bands on the street. Um, we host a, a, a party just for the parents of the players. Uh, both teams together, they get to meet each other uh, tonight. Um, and we have a sponsor event tonight as well. And then we have a, a tailgate party on the south end of the stadium tomorrow. And uh, I know Auburn's doing their, their tiger walk. And uh, I think the pageantry of college football will, will, will show in full force tonight and tomorrow and, uh, I guess we're just fortunate we've got a town and a, a downtown that uh, they really kind of, you know, is the destination without having to create one and, and we're pretty proud of that.
1: So you say there's a party for the parents, is that one party for both teams? Yeah. So yeah. How, how, how many, how many <laughs> bouncers do y'all have?
3: Well, I thought you said you were going to be able to take care of everything.
2: <laughs> <Got him. laughs> it, I,
1: I, I, I hope that there's no trouble if that's the case Scott. So.
2: Uh,
0: yeah you know this this is interesting because you know Mike Roxley former Alabama assistant taking on Auburn Mm. So, and and he recruited a lot, uh, you know, a lot of kids from the South and a lot of kids from Alabama that Auburn was probably also recruiting. So there's, there's definitely going to be some interesting, uh, you know, storylines. I mean, Talia Tungvalo, which I'm I'm not sure if he decided he's opting out or not. I think he had mentioned it, but uh, he may be playing. There's, there's some, there's some stuff up in the air with that, but he's from Thompson, you know, he played at Thompson. So There's, there's some interesting storylines here among these two programs. You know, Scott, um, <laughs> Chris, Chris kind of brings up an interesting point
1: there with the opt-outs and that kind of thing, you know, the 12-team playoff that, that happens next year. You know, how is the bowl landscape changing, evolving, devolving? I mean, as the president and CEO of a bowl, how concerned are you with the state of bowls from that standpoint right now?
3: Well, I I wish I had a I wish I had my thirty second radio answer for that, but I I, <laughs> I, I would get the thirty I, second I, answer. I I would kind of put it in a couple of categories, Mo. Um, you know, I, I think I think if we boil it down, we want to put on a great event uh, from for Nashville and. College football has been uh, one of those um, real, real, you know, favored um, kind of destination of Nashville for, for college football fans. And, you know, the bowl has really served what our, our mission has been. Now, I say that in the, and put it in the context of how postseason college football, and then take it even one step higher, college football is just changing at, at a breakneck speed. Uh, we, we we did the deal with the Big Ten SEC. We, we re-extended for six years, four years ago. And at our board meeting, we talked about what's happened in four years. Well, we had COVID, a cancellation. Uh, we had a a record crowd in Tennessee, Purdue. Uh, we had a, a really struggle last year because why? Well, we had Cowboys Titans on Thursday, and there was no hotel rooms for Kentucky, Iowa. And we had a blizzard and a, and a Southwest crash. So we we had a weird year last year, and then this year we come back and we're seeing portal changes and and free agency and coaching. I, I mean, twelve team playoff, expansion of the conferences. They were still twelve teams here, fourteen teams each when we did the deal, um, you know, a few years ago. So I, I'd like to say we. I feel like Nashville is best positioned to be to react to what's going to happen in in college football and postseason college football better than almost any city in the country. What that's going to be, I, I, I don't know yet. But I know we're trying to be prepared and be very reactive. And I think with our new stadium coming, the destination, the popularity of Nashville, the geographic location, um, and really the reputation of the experience they have here, I, I like where we are. I just can't answer the question because I don't know the decisions we can't control what are going to be made that we're going to have to react to. So okay. I know I didn't answer the question and I talked myself in a circle, but there you go. The timing
0: <laughs> of a six year contract was pretty darn perfect. Yeah. In 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 retrospect mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Hey, I have one quick question because this is completely stupid and I'm the only person who gives a crap, Scott. But the playing surface changing this year, how much of an impact does that have on being able to properly brand the field and, 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 and just, you know, for better playing surface in general for the players?
3: Well, Hey, I, it it was, it was a game changer for us. Um, And and for a number of reasons, I, I, I get the, the grass, um, you know, playing surface kind of argument, and I, I realize there's, um, you know, there's, I, I don't know if the the stats really really kind of bore that out, but from an event standpoint and from a, a city that's in the Mid-South, hey, I, I mean, we all saw it. it, but we did everything we possibly could to do the best we could about branding the, the, the grass, but it's dormant. It's dead. It's in the middle of December, And really last year was the most nervous. Maybe I'd been in 25 years of doing this, where the Cowboys finished at 11 o'clock on Thursday night with the Titans, and we had an 11 a.m. kick on Saturday, and had it rained on Friday, I don't know if the field would have been playable for Saturday morning. Now with this, A, it's going to look clean. It's going to look refreshed. We can turn it quicker. We can schedule events tighter because you can turn it, And you don't have to resod or or get it to where at least it's playable over a 24, 48-hour period. Uh, So it allows us to be much more aggressive on a time that's going to benefit fans coming. It's going to benefit the city and tourism and also allow us not to be kind of so jammed up with the the schedule and the timing of the grass to get it to be playable. So from our side, operationally, it's just been a huge advantage uh, for us going forward.
0: Guarantee you, I'm the only person who cares about that. But I wanted to hear the answer because I, I was you're curious. Not. I, you're not. <laughs> no,
3: I No, you're you're not. We we get feedback all the
0: time. I know you want to be, but but yeah. <laughs> it's um, it just you know, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that it's going to look good. That it's going to be play, you know, a better playing service for these kids because obviously we don't want injuries and, and and those sorts of things. So it's it's really exciting, and I know it's going to look great. It's going to be a great event from top to bottom, starting tonight again down on Broadway. Marching bands, very very few things are cooler than a battle of the bands. And to do it downtown Nashville next to the Cumberland River is going to be a blast. So get down there, enjoy it, start your New Year's holiday off right with a trip to the Music City Bowl, the TransPerfect Music City Bowl. And do that again, one o'clock kickoff tomorrow at at Nissan Stadium on ABC if you can't get there. Scott, thanks so much for taking time with us. We greatly appreciate it and
3: look forward to talking to you again soon, man. You got it. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks, Scott. You too.
3: All right.
0: We'll take a break. We'll pick the TransPerfect Music City Bowl and nine others on the other side of this break and one more before we get out of here. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint is back.
7: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: We are back here, and it is time for the Bowl Pick'em here on Main Street Sports. they presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, and I don't even care. Well, I don't even want to know. By the way, uh, Clemson did end up winning the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, 38-35. They won, but did not cover they did not cover so we also won so we won everybody wins but except kentucky is is there a game at all in the rest of in, in any bowl that we've seen that we would have wanted the stadium to implode just
1: just cave in
0: uh then that one no
1: no i don't think so I mean, I generally feel that way about Notre Dame, but I don't about Oregon State.
7: So, yeah. no, but
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, it could have just fallen in on itself,
7: and that would have been just fine.
0: All right. Well, do you have updated scores?
1: Um, Notre Dame is up 24 nothing on Oregon State. We all took the Beavers.
0: That was a mistake. That is...
1: um. Heading into the fourth quarter at the Sun Bowl, there. Other than that, of the game of the most recent games that we have picked, Justin with the Kentucky cover is two and six. With the Sun Bowl and the Liberty Bowl still out, Memphis leads Iowa State nineteen to seven with ten minutes to play in the first half. Um, Got the grays in that one. So do I. Justin does not.
10: All right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right uh, let's sorry, see. Justin. <laughs> you,
1: you with the Kentucky cover, Chris, are three and five. And um, again, we still got Oregon State and Michigan hanging, uh, Memphis hanging out there.
0: 16, no, 15 and 15, I'm sorry, yeah. in the bowl season, am
1: I? I am. With the Kentucky cover, I am five and three on this current slate of games. Goodness
0: gracious! Yeah, where did you come from?
1: Well, I took Boston College and Arizona. That'll do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're not picking Oklahoma. You're just done I,
1: I, Brent Venables.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. And and, and no quarterback. Well, six turnovers though. What Brent Venables? Brent Venables did not turn the ball over six times. Yeah, twice that, in the well, red that ball.
1: That is true.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> full disclosure. Yeah.
1: I did not watch that game. It, six it
2: just turnovers.
1: Did, I just I watched like the first Arizona series. And then I think Oklahoma turned it over on their first possession.
0: And I'm like. This is trash. I, I don't feel like watch, I don't feel like staying up to watch. Right. If it had been, you know, six o'clock in the evening, there's nothing I might right.
1: Yeah, but but no,
0: no. Yeah. So it, I mean, it didn't
1: grab me early and well, Oklahoma, I just couldn't stay with it.
0: Oklahoma turned it over not just six times, but receivers fumbled twice in the red zone. Brutal. Just a terrible, terrible day. Of course, no reason Brent Venable should be giving up thirty eight to Arizona, but here we are. Right. Um yeah, so let's get into it. Then we need to get to it quickly. Tonight, 7 o'clock, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Shout out to Scotty Rogers. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State, a six-and-a-half point favorite against Mizzou. Six-and-a-half? Six-and-a-half. Hmm.
10: I like Mizzou here. Mizzou? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I
0: like Mizzou as well. Speaking of Mizzou, did you, uh, and I don't know, uh, who was it? I saw that Connor Basilac was a ball state. No, not ball Say Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching the game. I was like, hey, I remember that guy. Uh, right,
1: right. Didn't he used to be somebody? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, I've got Missouri covering six and a half. Don't know if they win, but some goal.
1: I I think at some point Missouri is going to look up and think what are we doing here? I like Ohio State by double digits in this ballgame. Now, having said that, their quarterback's young, right? Kyle McCord, has he landed?
0: Mm, I don't know if he's landed or not, but I still
1: think I like Ohio State by a touchdown, so I'm going to go with the
7: Buckeyes here.
0: Every time I've doubted Missouri,
2: (laughs) they've made you pay for it, so
0: I'm not (laughs) doubting this time. All right, Chick-fil-A, Peach Bowl, Lane Kiffin, James Franklin, Penn State three-and-a-half-point favorites over Mm. the Rebs.
1: Justin, you said three and a
10: half. Penn State and Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Only three and a half for the Rebels. Hmm. For Penn
1: State, three and a half for Penn State.
10: Oh, uh, well, I'm. Gonna go, I think I'm gonna go Penn State. They always. I don't know. James Franklin disrupts things. He does. And in fact, he does. I'm gonna go Penn State as well.
1: Hmm. Um. I think the same speed issue that we pointed to
0: with Tennessee, and Iowa, and that it, we pointed to with Miami and Rutgers.
1: Well, <laughs> we can't always be right, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Quinshawn Judkins and and Ole Miss. Here's
0: here's my here's my problem is neither of these teams beat anybody that they played that was worth a crap. This is the most mid bowl game, <laughs> New Year's 6 bowl game ever. <laughs> both of these teams played two good teams, lost to both of them. them. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, all right. Music City Bowl trends. Perfect Music City Bowl at one o'clock on Saturday. ABC, Maryland, and Auburn. Auburn, two and a half point favorites here.
1: Don't everybody speak up
0: at once?
2: War Eagle. Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: War
10: Eagle. hey. Yeah.
0: Yeah? yeah i got to go Auburn here, too.
10: They have their quarterback. <laughs> and that's something there. Maryland
0: <laughs> doesn't, apparently. Mm-hmm. As of three hours ago, he still opted out. <laughs>
1: okay. now, a, now, when you say Auburn has their quarterback.
10: I thought you said a quarterback. <laughs> who is their quarterback?
0: Well, I, I'm assuming Peyton Thorne. It's not Robbie Ashford. He's in the portal.
10: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: I'm
1: going Auburn as well.
0: Auburn has traditionally done well in this game. Mm. They beat the pants off of Purdue two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was. All right. Florida State, Georgia. Three o'clock ESPN on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Florida State is a a 13-and-a-half point underdog.
10: What are the rumors of Florida State just not like taking a knee or something? That's that's just BS, right?
2: Yeah, have I, you heard that?
0: I don't know. Well, so my Listen, everybody's opted out. They don't have any players that like they're Rodemacher opted out. Um, the running back opted out. Trey Benson opted out. Everybody, everybody.
10: My uh, sister's uh, husband, so I guess my brother-in-law, he is a huge Georgia fan and uh, has been saying, you know, they he, they they, re- they don't know if they're going to play or not. So I'm going to go Georgia for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if there's questions about whether or not you're going to play, I mean, yeah, thirteen and a half is a big number, but as depleted as Florida State is, I mean, they're not going to score.
0: They didn't score on louisville they're not scoring on georgia yeah
1: so you're taking georgia awesome
0: i think this will be 35 nothing i don't
1: know if it'll be 35 to nothing but i certainly think georgia covers i mean
0: Speaking of bowls that may or may not get paid on, played on the CW network out in Arizona, the Barstool Sports Mm -hmm. Arizona Bowl, (laughs) Wyoming and Toledo, Wyoming, the underdog here out west, two and a half points in favor of the Rockets, man.
1: Okay. So let me ask you something. Will this be of the remaining games? I won't go back. And this might be a stupid question. This is going to be the least watched game of any
0: games left, right? What's the least visible game? Well, yeah, it's on the CW. Yeah. So I think that's going to make a difference. <laughs> but uh, well. Yes, that's that. Yes, to answer your question. Yeah. Toledo is a two and a half
1: point favorite.
2: Let's
10: go Toledo. What's there at uh, Toledo? What? What the
2: they? Rockets. The
10: Rockets, man. There you go. Got it. Yeah, let's take yeah. them.
0: I'm going to go, I'm going to go Mac here as well. Although Wyoming has had a pretty good year, uh, they, they have fallen off recently. They, in their last five, have beaten Colorado State at home and Hawaii at home and Nevada on the road, lost to UNLV and to Boise, which neither of those are terrible losses. But Toledo should have won the MAC. And so I'm going to go with the Rockets.
1: What has Wyoming done of late?
0: Um, I just told
1: you. Tell me again.
0: They beat Colorado State, Hawaii, and somebody else, Nevada, Mm -hmm. on the road, but they lost to UNLV and to Boise. That's Well, UNLV and Boise. That, that mm-hmm, Those are the two teams that yeah. played for the Mountain West Championship. Yeah. So I, no shame in losing to those. Yeah,
1: I think I'm going to go with Wyoming. Thank you for being redundant after I asked you to. Be. <laughs>
2: All
0: right, let's take a break. We've got five more games. Every game that's on New Year's Day coming here. On the other side of a break. Stick around Main Street Sports Today is presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Final Break of 2023 coming now. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. Five more bowl games to pick, including the college football playoffs semifinals, as well as the Citrus Bowl. We start, however, with an 11 a.m. kick in the ReliaQuest Bowl, which formerly known as the Outback Bowl. I believe so. Which is weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, there will be no... No blooming onions. No blooming onions. Yeah. To be had. That's unfortunate. LSU Wisconsin. No Jaden Daniels.
1: And this is this is the second time that LSU has gone into a bowl game with a very uncertain quarterback situation. What did they have?
0: Three leave last year. Yeah, that's right. Everybody left. Yeah. I just forgot about that. Or, um what the texas Bowl, maybe so this is going to be an interesting football game mm-hmm. I, I think but lsu a ten and a half point favorite
10: oh wow i was really hoping that so i could pick lsu with confidence
0: but here's the thing yeah. garrett nussmeyer exists and he's he's played
1: he has played but he is also qb2 for a reason
0: he played well. It was, Jay Daniels. Daniels. It was a one. I mean, yeah, okay. Seventeen of thirty-three for one hundred ninety-six yards, of touchdown, no picks this year for Nussmeier.
1: I guess the bigger concern is is Trey Neighbors playing.
0: That is a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, I would assume not, but there's <laughs> no, there's no
6: you don't know news that. out mm-hmm. there
0: that says he is or isn't mm-hmm. available to me so i'm gonna say I, I would i would say that he's not that's all i'm gonna say
2: mm-hmm.
10: uh, i'm gonna go
0: uh, if he does i don't know
1: you're gonna do what I
10: was, I was just saying uh sorry to interrupt there chris but i was gonna go i am gonna go buy you bangles
1: you're going with the bangles
10: yeah I think the or I think the the team is good enough uh, despite Jaden not being there, that's, even though he is a bad A.
1: That's 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 a reasonable conclusion to come to.
0: Malik Neighbors Malik. and Brian, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. will play. Oh, in the bowl. Where did I get Trey Neighbors? Uh, he may be third. I don't know. Either way. I'm going
1: to LSU here. Okay, so here's the thing. Ten and a half points is a lot of points.
9: Yep. Yes, Any sir. double
1: digits to me is a lot of points. I think LSU wins this game. I don't think they cover ten and a half. I'm taking the Badgers. Big ten West. <laughs> that's, that's also quite quite reasonable. <laughs>
10: That, that legitimately really sounded like a whisper because you put it up like that. <laughs> yep. of
0: that, that is a reasonable take. Uh, <laughs> Noon on ESPN, Verbo Fiesta Bowl, Oregon, a 14 and a half point favorite over Conference USA champ, Lizardy, uh, Liberty. Lizardy. That's my uh, 10, 14, and a half, sorry, 14 and a half. Bo Nix playing, by the way.
10: Oh man, I want. I wish I could. I wish I could. Pick, I want to pick Liberty just so I could say, "Give me Liberty, or give me a loss." Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I'm gonna go Oregon for sure. Give me Liberty, or you know. Again,
1: fourteen and a half points does kind of take me aback, but.
10: Bo Nix is playing. They score so many points too there at Oregon.
1: And and you wonder how much
0: the Heisman snub. Oh, his I, I don't think he feels snubbed.
10: I was going to say that I don't think he didn't seem too like uh, upset. I think he was happy to be there. Too. I mean,
0: had he won, had they won the pick the Pac-12 championship? I think maybe he might have felt a little bit of a snub, but I think that he.
10: I,
1: at the same time, at the same but, time, though, I do think he's like, wait a minute, I'm pretty good too.
0: This is an opportunity for him again on a national stage to kind of get that. Pac-12 game title game out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm taking the
1: ducks. So you're taking the ducks. Quacks across the board. All right.
0: Citrus Bowl, Tennessee, Iowa, Tennessee on our line, seven and a half points. I think it's now at five and a half after the Joe Milton information. Which is wild to me (laughs) because Nico is the better quarterback. Or he's the bowl quarterback for Josh Heupel's system. I don't. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think he's better.
1: Is he? And we'll never know. You know, we don't get to play the game with both of them to find out. But I'm gonna take UT just for the fact that I don't think I'll score. Yeah, um,
10: Tennessee's
0: entire offense is going to play outside of
10: Hill. Yeah. yeah, I think and- they're going a rally, exactly. I think
0: they rally. I think mm-hmm. Iowa is in for a rude awakening, so. and so is Mr. How.
10: Yeah. Yep. And especially you know, having Chris Gabriel Gabriel on today, he always gets me. I mean, he makes me want to run through a brick wall whenever he talks about UT. So. Every time
0: he gets so fired <laughs> um, Also, them. All right, college football playoffs semifinals four o'clock on Monday michigan one and a half point favorite over the crimson tide of alabama
10: roll tide
1: one and a half so that's basically a pick em. justin has already declared
2: <laughs> right out of the gate
1: I, I tend to agree with him
0: listen it, it, I mean, cbs went there by the way. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: did you see that? I absolutely did. Stuart Mandel. Well Let's maybe it was Stuart Mandel that that New, tweeted it.
0: New Heisel okay. is in the graphic. JJ McCarthy before Connor Stallions versus after. In five games after Connor Stallions, his completion percentage has gone down by nine and a half points. His passing yards per game have gone down by about 60 ish, fifty-nine yards a game, and he's thrown one touchdown and one interception in five games, as I said earlier.
1: 18 with three in eight games.
0: Exactly.
1: So, 78% completion percentage before 225 passing yards per game before. So
0: I'm here to tell you one simple thing. We're going to find out why Iowa's defense looks so good all season long because if this is the best the Big Ten has to offer, this is the game that ends Michigan that that, that makes Michigan the new Oklahoma. This is the game that at no point going forward do we
1: believe in Michigan
0: do we believe in Michigan?
1: So you're taking Alabama as Absolutely. well.
0: Absolutely. I think it's going to be a Michigan State-like affair.
10: Mm. Man. I mean,
0: Derrick Henry ran all over that Michigan State team, and that's what's going to happen
10: here. So you're saying this is going to shift the, the public opinion of Michigan being a good team? Mm-hmm. I not generally. just a good team. It's a good
2: program.
0: Here's the over- thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh has not signed his extension. And I think this is why. Ooh, this game? Because he's about to get shellacked. Well, I mean, because might, when he gets shellacked, he might
1: he's get going to, to
10: like, Well, when
1: he gets shellacked, they might pull it, too.
10: True. So, they might not even offer it. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know that contract that we offered you?
10: Yeah. And he's like, look, I did it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right.
10: <laughs> all right. Now,
0: <laughs>
10: the sugar bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. Seven forty-five on ESPN. Washington Huskies, Texas Longhorns. Number two, number three. Texas, a four and a half point favorite.
10: You know, I, I want Texas to win, but I'm I'm sensing an upset here.
1: I think it would be an upset.
10: I agree. I'm gonna go Washington. Per,
1: you're going Washington.
10: I am. Per Vegas, it would be.
1: I am. I have resisted the whole Texas is back thing
0: literally from day one. You have. You really have. I mean, (laughs) when we talked about the Big 12, I mean, Mo was like, I just can't do it yet. I can't do it yet. (laughs) Well,
1: and and I'm still not necessarily ready to do it. But, you know, a
0: rematch in the national championship. That'd be something. Would be something. It's not what Steve Sarkeesian wants to say. I don't, don't think it's
1: that. What, yeah, I don't think it is either. But I think it's what he's gonna say. I'm, 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 that, I'm so. taking the horns here.
10: Okay. Someone call Matthew McConaughey. It's okay. No. Here's what I'm.
0: Here's here's what's gonna blow everybody's mind. <laughs> I don't think this game is gonna be very good either. <laughs> and why? The reason I say it's gonna blow everybody's mind is because everybody's gonna say, well. they're they, if, if these teams are so much better than the top two teams in the country or 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 if two of the four teams are this much better than the other, then why do we need a 12-team playoff? Well, this is one. This is number three and number four.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Texas, look, Michael Penix is fantastic. He's going to be very good in this game. He's going to make some fantastic plays. And I I, I feel bad already about Th- about you know the Pac-12 Championship game and thinking that Oregon was gonna you know roll and all of this, Michael Penix is very good. Mm-hmm. But this 10th head office, I'm not sure that Michael Penix isn't better than when yours Are you saying may, maybe 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 not? But the supporting cast is not.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: Ad Mitchell, that Texas receiving core, the run game and here's the here's the the bottom line, the offensive line. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're probably just as fast. They're going to bully the front seven for Washington all night long. You remember when we asked Eric Henry if Texas was ready for the SEC I think and he said he built the offensive line for the if this is what you're going to see mm-hmm.
10: So you're saying it won't be a good game as in like it won't be close, correct
0: i think it's texas by two touchdowns if not more
1: well here's the thing in the playoff two touchdowns is close i
0: True. mean historically speaking, exactly
2: yeah. Yeah. i mean
0: georgia oklahoma is about the only time we ever got a decent semifinal mm-hmm. and then the couple of clemson alabama championship games the pick play and one and uh well second 26 of course yeah but anyway, there you go. That's our picks. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We will be back on Wednesday next week as we take Tuesday to decompress Recover. from this mm. uh, weekend. And so we hope that you will have a fantastic New Year's, a safe, safe. New Year holiday. Please be mindful uh, of your surroundings and yourself. Throughout and others. This, <laughs> and throughout this entire weekend. We appreciate you guys being with us. We'll see you next year in 2024.